All right. What's up, Gravel family? Well, I'm Jason. And I'm Sophia. And welcome to the next uh, Get to Know the Hosts podcast. Mine, mine came out a couple weeks ago. And today, our guest is the one and only Sophia Gibson. Oh, man. Thanks for having me. Welcome to <laughs> the, the awkwardness that is interviewing each other. Oh, I mean, I know how it went for yours. So let's just see how this one goes. <laughs> Well, for those of you who don't know, Sophia is uh, the founder of the Gravel Family Podcast. Co-founder. Uh, okay. Co-host, uh, editor, <laughs> and uh, extraordinaire for the podcast. She's also our uh, outreach coordinator for Gravel World. Yeah. She helps us get connected with nonprofits and do some awesome things, as well as just being general stoke officer for, for Gravel World. So, um, but what do you do in your free time when you're not doing podcasts or Gravel Worlds? Or what do you do for Ooh. your your big girl job, I guess? Oh, okay. Big girl job. Uh, so I work for group therapy bike tours. So I like to say that bikes are my life because it pretty much is. Um, although my full-time job is a little different than gravel cycling. So if you've ever seen one of those big old, they call them pedal pubs, the 16 passenger uh, bikes where everyone pedals and drinks. I am the GM for our Lincoln version of that. So we have four of those 16 passenger bikes and four of the small six passenger ones. And I do pretty much all of the hiring, firing. That's super <laughs> fun. Uh, scheduling, uh, social media, website development. Booking. Uh, all the customer service uh yeah so it's a lot she like there's there's so many times like we'll record a podcast and then she like has to step out for like 15 minutes to go answer a bunch of emails and then come back and do another one or i'll just be like sitting here in the middle like of one of our podcasts we're doing i'm like replying to an email real quick or a driver (laughs) question or yeah so it's it's a bunch of fun. Yeah, if you're so if you're coming to Lincoln for yeah. Gravel Worlds or at all, look up group therapy. It's a really fun like biking thing to do. Um, I don't think you're fully sold out the week of Gravel Worlds yet, right? We're not, and especially for those six passenger bikes, um, those seat anywhere between three to six passengers, um, and it's one hundred ninety five dollars for two hours. They'll just take you. You'll have a guide, a tour guide. We call them our therapists, um, or yeah, our therapists, and so. They'll just take you around downtown Lincoln, show you some of our cool bars. You'll get discounts at the bars. And yeah, you'll come come away from it probably a little intoxicated and also just having a bunch of fun. <laughs> yeah, so drive safe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're it's it's a really good time. I kind of like, we're not, not like a naysayer, but I was like, well, I don't know if it's going to be that much fun, <laughs> you know? And it is a blast. I, I don't so think I've, fun. I don't even think I've done one with people I know. I don't think. No. It's always been like your friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I you know some of my friends, yeah. so you've done it. But yeah, like, yeah, it's fun because a lot of my drivers are college age. And so they know how to party. And we'll just like be in our group chat or work group chat and be like, who wants to take the trolley out tonight? Like, does anyone want to go party? And they'll drag me out and I, I can't hang. I'm yeah. like, I may be just 26, but I cannot hang with those 21 year olds just wow. slamming. I'm 34. So <laughs> I feel like they're grandparents on those <laughs> tours. But yeah, yeah you were getting down. You were you were on the bar dancing. Uh, uh, there is there is video proof of that <laughs> <laughs> it will never 
be posted. <laughs> it won't be posted. It'll, that that will stay in 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 the gravel world's group chat. <laughs> well, I guess that's out in the world now. But yeah, it, uh, it's a great time. So if you're coming to Gravel Worlds, check out Group Therapy. Uh, get a few of your buddies together and yeah. get a tour booked for Thursday or Friday. So yeah, they yeah. might even have one at, are you bringing one to the expo again? That is to be determined. Gotcha. So they did it last year. Um, and you could just hop on and kind of tip, but we'll that, s- that is up to my brother. Cause my brother is also the operations manager. So if my brother will bring the bike down, it'll be there. Gotcha. So do that. It's a one, one of the fun things we love to do. The other thing we have to talk about is you are a lover of critters. You love, I you love the love, doggos. I do love my doggos. So <laughs> you have two dogs. Yes. Your pride and joy is Andy. My pride and joy is my little precious angel baby, Andy. <laughs> uh, so my brother and I lived together and we, when I was like 16 or 17, I think we got a dog off of Craigslist and just brought it home without telling our parents. <laughs> And I remember, like, we brought her home, Char- Charlie's her name, and we put her down in the middle of the room and played, like, who let the dogs out on the, like, housewide stereo and just walked out. Because, like, we didn't know how to tell our parents and we knew that the- it wouldn't probably be the most positive interaction. And so I just <laughs> left the house and let my let the parents just get used to, like, oh, okay, Sophie and Russ brought a dog home. And, yeah, she's great. She's, I think, eight or nine now. And she's kind of turned into more of my brother's dog than mine. Um, but now I have a three-year-old that's crazy to say she turns three this month a uh, golden retriever and she is like my blood she is like my heart outside of my body I love her more than anything and so most of you guys know her as the pirate puppy because she does go to gravel worlds and she dresses up as a pirate and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen you love to go to the dog bar the new dog bar oh good lord the dog bar is heaven on earth it's just (laughs) also if you're coming to lincoln for gravel worlds go to the dog bar it's called off leash and it's right downtown in the telegraph district and you walk in and it's just dogs everywhere running around and then the humans there's a full bar and there's like food trucks a lot of nights and like you just hang out with your dog and they run around in the dog park and you just get to drink and have fun with your friends (laughs) yeah i was one of the first people who got a membership and i was there at the second it opened and we have been there almost every day since (laughs) yeah you are there like almost every night just to hang out it's just to hang out yeah it's crazy so yeah if that's a very fun pet friendly place and my favorite thing is they're not bartenders the people there they're barktenders oh and bark rangers instead of park rangers bark <laughs> rangers like it's just yeah i love it. there are a lot of puns in the decorations and mm-hmm. stuff there yeah for sure yeah yeah i'm still trying to beg jason and annie to bring their dog kona but it'll happen it'll happen kona's not the biggest fan of other dogs for long extended periods of time she, she like she's definitely old lady status at this point because yeah. she she's <laughs> like she's like oh dogs friends awesome and then like Within a minute, she's like, all right, I'm done with that. And Andy's a lot. Like, she is just like, we like to say there's no brain cells. There's just love up there in her head because <laughs> it's it's true. Like, she will go up to you and she starts crying. And people think she's scared because she starts, like, whimpering and crying. And she'll just, like, immediately flop on her back and just, like, wait for people to love her. It's, yeah, she's an interesting one. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, not me. <laughs> no, I, I completely own it. She's, she just, 
she sees people or she sees other dogs and she's just like immediately just like, love me, please. She's a typical she golden no, retriever. She's no brain cells, just full of love. Yeah. That's actually... <laughs> I think actually one of the uh, bark rangers at the dog bar gave her that. (laughs) And I've been using it ever since. So we go back like a year and a half, two years ago. Mm -hmm. You came to me with the idea of doing the podcast. What was your whole idea, motivation to to do this podcast? Yeah, I think we were actually laying floor in your house. uh, And we were all hanging out. And I had been throwing around this idea because I had a podcast that I listened to and I loved it and I was like this has a cult following but there's not a lot of like gravel podcasts and you know there are a, f- a there's Grodio there's a few others that I've listened girls gone to gravel. yeah girls gone gravel but I was like we we need a gravel worlds one because there are so many people who and I got this idea after gravel worlds 2021 um, from people who were sharing their stories of how special gravel worlds was and why they came and what they learned from it and I was like we need to share this somehow yeah and so I brought it up to Jason and he was like mm, I don't know like we've kind of talked about it thrown that idea around but it's a lot of work and then we went down to mid-south uh 2022 yeah 2022 and we were talking to amanda nauman at the table at the beer release party and i was like so like you know what work goes into the podcast that you run she runs the rodeo one and she's like it's a lot of work like it's this many hours per week and all that and you have to get someone to edit it for you and i was like well I, I think we're still going to do it. And because Jason was scared and I was like, mm, I still want to. And if you know me, uh, if I get an idea in my head, it will happen and it will be executed. And so I started researching what need to happen to make this successful. And I kind of had the, you know, we can just do it on the laptop and, you know, we don't need all of the production equipment. Jason's like, okay, I think this idea has grown on me. Let's actually do it right. Yeah. And so from there we actually grew it and we went to the audio store and bought some microphones and all of the soundboard equipment. And yeah, before we know it, we were recording an episode. Yeah. It was like, I think our first episode was like three weeks after that Mid-South. Literally. Like it was like, all right, we're doing it. We're going to jump into it. So you like did all the research on the software, like what software we need online to record. And then I did like the hardware research. Yeah, Uh, It was, I mean, it was daunting at first, but I think. We've gotten a really good flow now. Yes. We like. Gone into a schedule. Yeah. Like, and we also like have learned like how to record efficiently and you're crazy good at editing uh it's in a, it's just fun yeah like it it it, it almost is a and i guess it is like a form of art yeah yeah for sure i mean it's been really fun um and it like we were really intentional too of like when we started it like it, that was i i like look back to that like really fondly of like okay if we're doing this like what direction do we want to go like how do yeah. we want to do it um like we wanted to have well-researched questions to our guests and we wanted it to be positive and so and like you were all on board with all of that stuff so it was nice to like have a plan and like the naming it was super easy (laughs) we were like kind of no-brainer yeah Yeah. it's like well it's uh, it's about the gravel family so like that's an easy (laughs) easy name so yeah i mean the the podcast wouldn't exist without you so it's it's been it's awesome to get to 
come along. Well, on journey. the flip side, it would not happen without you either. So yeah. it's, it's a good partnership. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And it's just yeah. been fun. Like people yeah. listen, yeah. like that was the thing that was crazy too. Like, remember like that first episode and like within like 20 minutes, <laughs> like the first couple hours, there was like 30 people no, that listened and we're I, like, I, what? so to get sponsorship, which we haven't even like dove into that world, but to get sponsorship, you needed, I think 50 listens on the platform that we upload our podcast to. So like from there, you can easily just add in an ad. Um, and I was like, maybe this will happen within like, you know, six months. I'm like, yeah. that. <laughs> I texted Jason. I was like, uh, you won't believe this. Yeah, we hit it in like a couple hours. Yeah. And it was like, what is happening? And now it's like, episodes are like 2,000 people, uh, like an episode. And it's like, what is happening? This is crazy. And it works well with Jason and I because sometimes like I am very much the person who someone will say something in an interview and I like try to soak it up and I'm like, okay. So I'm going to remember that because we'll come back to that later in the episode or like I want to remember this so I can bring it up in a conversation with them like in person or whatever. And Jason's like has those like right on the money like, you know, responses to it. So we kind of balance each other out yeah. in that. And we even talked about that at Unbound um, a little bit after our interviews because like we definitely have a different way of responding to people. And I think it's it's good. Yeah, there's been times like we've had to edit out because like she'll ask a question and I'm like, damn that's a good question <laughs> like we have to like edit it out because it's like, and so like we're we do that all the time being like yeah. that was a great question like and then yeah. it's awesome too when our guests say that too like that it's good questions that are prepared yeah. um like we didn't we definitely didn't want to be like so do you like bikes <laughs> cool like i'm i like bikes too oh yeah <laughs> um all right well kind of like in transition to that you are um more open about your social anxiety and part of that is like interviewing people makes you nervous but you overcome that yeah so like talk about yeah your social anxiety of being out in front of people and like how this podcast has helped you yeah so i have definitely grown up with a lot of perfection issues i've been that way since i was young and i was diagnosed with anxiety and panic disorder when i think i was 11 um and i remember like i remember my first panic attack and the cop or not the cops the ambulance was called because my mom thought like something was wrong with me like i was freaking out i couldn't breathe my heart was racing um it was terrifying and so i grew up with extreme anxiety and panic and then growing up you know like i that kind of turned into a lot of social anxiety in big groups um and just like as the center of attention sometimes like i would get a lot of anxiety just like having eyes on me um and so that followed me through high school sports that I would do and being on the court um with basketball and volleyball like I dealt a lot with like okay what are people thinking of me right now or oh if I mess up like oh I just messed up oh great now I have to deal with the repercussions of that um and so then growing up I have learned how to deal with it a lot better I mean I've gone through a lot of counseling um but still it it sometimes is like you know, even that like gravel worlds when I, when I have to get up and speak, like I do clam up and I don't say exactly what I want to say because like my mind just takes over like, oh my gosh, am I saying the right thing? Like I want to make sure that I am doing, you know, like that, that I'm doing myself right. Yeah. 
it's been it's been really cool to watch you grow in that aspect because like you you have talked in front of like really big crowds like it was awesome seeing you down at unbound where you were doing the pre-race show um and it was probably good that you didn't know that that was being broadcast to the entire expo (laughs) i found that out after and i was like oh (laughs) so like i mean so that was really cool to like see uh you like grow in that way um but yeah it's been you've gotten a lot better but it's you're you still have a long way to go too in some ways and i think a big part of that is like being surrounded by supportive people who I know love me unconditionally, that's been really, really helpful on my journey through like getting through my anxiety because I know that no matter what, those people are going to be in my corner and they're rooting me on and, <laughs> and they're not going to be super hard on me if I say the wrong thing. Yeah, you're um, you're right on there. Like we all need those people to like uplift us, you know, when in our yeah. lives. So um, it's been really cool. I'm really proud of you, uh, oh, for, you. for that growth and um what little part of the podcast and gravel worlds has helped you do that it's crazy because like a lot of people see you and they see me and like we come off as super outgoing and i'm i'm more extroverted than you uh but it's it like we also need those resets too of like okay downtime quietness like i think every event that we go to together to go film the podcast there's like at some point where you're like all right, I'm going to leave for an hour. And like, you just go off by yourself and uh, yeah. down at Unbound, no. like we were with some people and you just like kind of ghosted and everybody's like, is she okay? I'm like, yep, she just needs a reset. We're good. Yeah, no, because I am very much an extrovert. I like, I'm, what did they say? An extroverted introvert? No, an introverted I- whatever it is i'm i'm a little bit of both but i am very like loud and very enthusiastic and passionate but then i definitely need my reset time where i just have a little bit of time like i'll just go like watch my tiktoks or you know go ride my bike a little bit for myself and then all i need is like 10 15 minutes and i'm back at it and i'm (laughs) better than ever so (laughs) i love it um so let's go back even farther about 13 years ago how did you get involved with Gravel Worlds? Yeah, so my dad was involved with Gravel Worlds from the very beginning. Um, he participated in them. He also did a lot of the um, design for them, making posters, um, graphic design for like the websites, um, all of the courses. He helped out with a lot of those, um, designing the courses. And so I was, you know, a kid and I was like, I kind of want to be involved. Like I want to, I didn't ride a bike at that point. So I wanted to like still be around the community because it was really fun. So I would always go up to the start of the races and I'd be there at the finish and I'd try to volunteer. I'd always go out um, somewhere to a checkpoint. And um, it was selfishly to like see him come through and be able to see where he was in the race. But I also loved seeing everyone else come through and then as I grew up um, and I became a young adult, I really, you know, made it a priority that I was at all of the Gravel Worlds because I knew it was special and I started to make my own friends that were also my parents' friends, but still like, you know, I called them my friends and we would, you know, coordinate like, oh, where are you volunteering this year? Oh, you're going to volunteer there? I'll volunteer there. So it just became really, really special to me. Yeah. You've, you're one of the few people that have been to every single gravel world. It's like, <laughs> no, it's crazy. since you were like 13 years old. So yeah. it's, it's really cool. I think there's a picture that you shared once of like you at the first gravel worlds and with your dad and you're like, yeah, yeah. Like 
waist high or whatever you know like it's really small yeah. and it's really cool to like see like oh you've you've literally been there from the beginning and yeah there was one of me like wrapped in my blanket at the start because it used to start out at the ryan Quartz farm out by conestoga lake yeah i think conestoga lake is the lake um and i was like wrapped up in a blanket and i remember i felt like so special because a photographer had taken a picture of me like with all the cyclists <laughs> behind and i was like oh this is like gonna be my cover photo one day when i become like a famous singer or something <laughs> how has gravel and gravel worlds helped you find your own identity Ooh, good question um i think gravel and gravel worlds in particular becoming a promoter came at a very pivotal time in my life because i was going through a really weird life transition at the time and i remember um that transition came about a month before gravel worlds 2021 and I had texted Jason and I was like, hey, I like have a lot of free time right now. Can you give me anything to do for Gravel Worlds? And he was like, I mean, there's not a lot to do. And I was like, okay, but like anything? Like, do you have anything for me to do? Um, And so I showed up, I think, at the welcome party and, you know, hanging out that 2021 Gravel Worlds that Wednesday and then that Thursday. So then that Friday, um, or sorry, that Thursday for the expo, I kind of told Jason, I was like, hey, can I like do social media for the weekend? Like, I don't really have anything else to do. And so I helped out with social media and the panels and all that. And I kept like just asking Jason Corey to like give me more jobs. I was like, well, what else can I do? (laughs) Um, And I was secretly telling people, I don't think either of you guys knew this, but I was like, yeah, I'm kind of like helping out with the Gravel Worlds crew more this year. (laughs) Like, (laughs) because I had always wanted to like, help more in a larger capacity and I was just kind of (laughs) inserting myself in that position that year and so then race day came around and uh I remember I was like by finish line and Jason Corey were like come in here like come on like come help cheer on people and I was like okay sure that works for me and so before I know it we're spraying champions with champagne and running chasing people down giving them hugs at the finish line and yeah I I remember Jason turned to me and he's like I already talked to Corey you're on the team and I was like oh my gosh it was (laughs) yeah it was a big moment for me but I really like learned that and I know I've said this before but it just feels like I was meant to do this and this has a lot of like roles. It's not just, you know, being at the finish line of Gravel Worlds. It's being around this community and in this industry and around these people. And like, I just feel like I was made to be in this. Um, And I was made for this. And it gave me kind of an identity that I didn't have before. And I think that I was waiting to step into um, because that's really where I found like confidence and um, just just like you know when the world tells you like okay you're doing it right like it was kind of like the world telling me like okay you're you're finally doing it right (laughs) that's awesome it's it's it was really cool that year in 2021 like I don't remember all of that of you like inserting yourself but it was like um yeah maybe I just did a sly enough job yeah like just watching you like come alive and um yeah we had conversations about like how much that meant to you right after gravel worlds and so it was like a no-brainer for Corey and craig and i to be like all right she's officially on the team so i think i changed the website and i was like hey go to (laughs) go to the team page 
And I was like, if you're cool with it. And you, you like started crying. <laughs> yeah, it was like the first thing I had seen that next morning. I just started crying. I was like, oh my gosh. There was like particularly, I think there was one photo that McColgan took, I think. Yeah. That it was just like, you were so freaking happy. And I was like, gosh. I can't take that away. <laughs> like, I can't. So yeah, that, it's an honor to have you on the team for sure. Well, yeah. In these past few years, just like, because I always knew Gravel Worlds, but I didn't know that feeling existed in other parts of the country, other races. And so it's been so incredible to be able to go to races like Mid-South and Unbound and get that same kind of feeling um, of just feeling really included and loved and, um, yeah, just that feeling of belonging um, at other places. Yeah. So one one thing that it was part of that transition or hard part of your life was – your dad yeah and um was a huge aspect and i know one thing you've said many times was it's nice now in the gravel world it's i'm no longer just randy's daughter i'm sophia Mm -hmm. and like that was a super inspiring quote that you've said to me um so who who was randy um and and how has that all of that impacted your life in yeah so my dad and i were like best friends growing up um we did pretty much everything actually my childhood best friend has been in town for the last week and he practically raised her as well because she lived like two houses away so we've been talking all this week about you know just little moments that we shared with my dad and how like he was like not only a dad but more like a friend um and so in 2017 we actually lost him to a drunk driver um and he was on a century ride and a drunk driver came up behind him and hit him and he was basically killed instantly um and so that was a huge shock um to the community to our family to myself um because you know you never expect that's going to happen until it does happen to you you know you're, you're not really prepared for tragedy as a human and so I remember, you know, in the weeks after that, I had a few choices. I could either like sit and cry and sit in my grief or I could make something beautiful out of it and I could decide to make his memory live on. And so that's the choice I made because I knew like it wouldn't be doing him justice if I just sat and wallowed. Um, And I did give myself some of that time, but I decided to just create memories that he would be proud of and so I ended up that next year I actually got my first bike um I remember I went to what's now Trek it was bike rack and I got a little commuter bike and it was like $300 something like that and I took it out on a women's gravel ride uh that used to exist and I loved it it was a little hard on the commuter bike and I had like Lululemon leggings on and some Chacos. And I remember like I was <laughs> going with my mom and I was like, I really, really enjoy this. Okay. Maybe I should get like an actual gravel bike. So then I go to cycle works and within like a week I had a salsa journeyman <laughs> and I was like, okay, like this is actually like, this is a way for me to honor his memory, but also like create something for myself and really do something that, like I've never done before in my life, but I really enjoy. And so, yeah, I just really dove into that. When your dad passed away was kind of when our friendship started, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. And, but 
it it's one of those that you say all the time of like finding what finding beauty out of the ashes yeah like beauty out of ashes and it's like neither of us would be involved with gravel worlds if your dad was here probably and it's like as horrible as it is like you have helped me find like beauty in that and um so your strength through losing your dad is inspiring to far more people than you know so thank you um i'm I'm glad for the person that you are now because of that. Well, and I, you know, I really owe a lot to the Pirate Cycling League and Gravel Worlds and you all because, you know, there's a lot of people who lose family members and they are the only ones who keep their memory alive. And, you know, like, yeah, they celebrate them on birthdays and holidays and everything. But you guys do so much for his memory and to honor him. And I think he would be very humbled by everything, you know, the Pirate Cycling League has done from the climber's jersey to Randy's ride. He was such a humble human being um, who really didn't think that highly of himself. And so I know this would be just so weird for him, but I I know we do it for a good reason because people people from the very beginning after he was killed wanted to honor him. They th- they didn't know how to help and so now this is a way for them to do that. Yeah, there I feel like he's he's the type of person that even in his death can inspire. Yeah. And like I didn't know him very well and I know there's a lot of people that didn't know him at all that ride with a Randy Gibson sticker on their bike and oh. um just at the core are there to encourage and inspire other people, which Mm -hmm. has been really cool to see. So it is an honor to have someone like Randy in the legacy of gravel worlds. Yeah. Like we would love to have him here and still have him around. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it takes an amazing life for something to inspire in death. Mm -hmm. And Randy definitely did that. And he creates so many open doors like to this day for me, which I am indebted to, Um, you know, and so many relationships that have formed and friendships that have formed. And, you know, like we'll go, we went down to mid South 2021 and I remember we were just, Jason and I were walking around the expo. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of my favorite stories to tell. And we were, um, at, I forget which booth, but Floyd's yeah. Floyd's of Leadville. And this guy's like, Oh, you're from Lincoln. Like, did you know Randy Gibson? And Jason and I kind of look at each other and I'm like, that was my dad. And he's like, no way your dad, like, didn't he say like he helped him fire him to get on a bike or something or like ride he like seriously? raced with him and yeah. like helped him a bunch or something yeah. like he was like yeah he gave me like free training when yeah. he never when i never asked for it and like something was there to help me out yeah lines. yeah his name is paul highlands like we catch up like very occasionally throughout the year and yeah and he'll send me like pictures or pictures of like training logs that he had back in the day and he'll say like ride with randy gibson or something like that so like just those little moments throughout the year that like I just see my dad like shining down it's just a little gift (laughs) yeah that's so cool like yeah he was he was a he was a legendary cyclist like he's in the BMX hall of fame yeah he's in the BMX hall of fame which is crazy like he was really really a talented athlete and there's still climbs like there, there's a reason we have the climbers jersey for Randy. It like has is the Randy Gibson climber jersey is because he was a ridiculously good climber, and so there good. are so many KOMs still in Lincoln that he still has. And yeah. like, there's one on my commute that I do every single time I come back to my house, and he <laughs> still has it. And like, 
I've had like 30 mile an hour tailwinds up these climbs and trying to take it from Randy. And it's like, it's almost like at this point, like I don't want to get it because it's like, I'm still racing Randy every time I ride home. And, um, so I always love seeing him at the top of that KOM. Um, so very, very inspiring person. And I'm glad how in the tragedy you become a better person through it all. So, well, thank you. Um, on to the next topic. You are a self-proclaimed never at the front person. Yeah. Um, so, but you still love being a part of gravel. Um, so what drew you in to, even though you're never at the front to be someone that is there to cheer and inspire other people, no matter all their abilities and how has that like inspired you to go to other events as well? So I get so excited. I'm going to a race or an event and I get to be at an aid station or get to cheer on at the finish line. Like that is where I get those, you know, really warm, happy feelings. But I love going out, you know, like I've gone out to Unbound uh, two years in a row with the timing guys um, out to the cattle pens and I'll go sit out there with Tyler and we will cheer on riders and I'll see my friends and just cheer them on as they're riding by and, you know, you know, you know, they're suffering, you know, they're not having, you know, an easy time out there, but just saying their name and cheering them on the smile that goes across their face is just amazing. And that feeling like fills me up my body starts like I can feel like the blood rushing through my body so fast when I know like the pros are about to come over the hill and like it is just so exciting and so that's just where I get my happiness that's awesome how do how uh like when you go to events to mm-hmm. ride does that affect you feeling accepted even though you know you're never going to be at the front oh yeah because I know that if I go to an aid station like I know I'm gonna see my friends there or even like riding with my friends and events like we make it a point to cheer on others as they're going by um because i know what it's like to be that last person in an event um and it's not the easiest thing but i swear like the volunteers at events like are the ones that make it so special because they don't see you as the last person coming th- coming by yeah. they see you as a person who's out there just conquering everything that you've ever wanted to conquer yeah gravel's different it is first to last it's it truly is so um yeah gravel's awesome so last you've been going to nashville quite a bit what, what's up with that yeah so i um well i guess we'll throw it back a little bit but a lot of you know i met my best friend on tiktok back in like i think 2021 and we have been inseparable ever since she's like my soulmate i love her so much um shout out to sydney uh <laughs> and she moved to nashville about a year and a half almost two years ago and she started dating this guy down there and he happened to have a really attractive roommate and so I did not know about said roommate until I went to went down to Nashville one time to visit her she was like hey we're gonna go over to my boyfriend's house like do you want to come and I was like sure might as well like we'll just go do a bonfire so went over and there was this guy there and our first ever conversation was arguing about who had better corn um indiana where he's from or nebraska where i'm from and now it's turned into just he is the best thing that's ever happened to me so yeah 
So you've been going to see him a lot more. I have, yeah. So I go to Nashville pretty much. It feels like every month. Um, so yes, my boyfriend lives out in Nashville. So I'll just go down and it seems like we always have an event like a family reunion or a birthday party or we're going to a wedding this month. Like it feels like there's something every every weekend that I go there. And it's so fun because he just makes life amazing and I love him so much and he's just he's the most incredible person well I'm happy for you so thank you yeah it's uh it's you're going to be going to Nashville is that where you're going for like the eight days before gravel worlds yeah so we booked a boat for um (laughs) my best friend's birthday because it's conveniently her birthday one weekend and a wedding we're going to the next so it's like I'm gonna be there for like a whole week it's just I love that place down there and he's coming to gravel worlds so it'll be be good yeah be there uh, I think doing some photo work yeah I I kind of wanted to sign him up for the double or the mini double without telling him but (laughs) he I think I talked you out of that I was like yeah you can't do that yeah, and then he kind of firmly said, mm, I don't want to race. I just want to take some pictures and drink some beer, which is very fair. Yeah, that that is totally fair. So, so make sure you say hi to him. Yes. Um, well, last and certainly not least, I'm excited because I get to ask this question for the first time. Yeah. What does the Gravel family mean to you, Sophia? Yeah, so the Gravel family is a place where I think I've touched on it a little bit, where I just feel so included and loved and it's the place where I feel the happiest and it's with the people that I feel my my most self around um and it just really honestly truly sets my heart and my soul on fire and the gravel family honestly without a doubt makes me a better person and I just love it so much (laughs) well Thank you, Sophia, for being a guest on our podcast. Wow. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Was it as horrible as you thought it was going to be? No. (laughs) That's good. Okay. No. Well, thank you again so much for everybody that's listening. Uh, Get signed up for Gravel Worlds, gravel worlds.com. Registration's open for a couple more weeks. So we're really excited to have you all here in Lincoln. We will see you before we know it. That's right. All right. See ya. Time. This is Opposite. I'm Jason. And I'm Sophia. And this has been another episode of the Gravel Family Podcast. That felt weird. (laughs) Yes, it did.